Wild Loner, a sentimentally comedic podcast. This is your host, Jenna McGilvery, and I'm here with my good friend, Josh Elliott, on another episode of Wild Loner. Hello, Josh. What's happening? A <laughs> um, little backstory. Josh and I just started recording. We actually raced, but we just recorded because we were like two robots, and I led the robotic nature of the start because... Uh, I have lacked sleep last night, and I was a robot as a result all day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Jose Roboto's Mr. Roboto? Something like that. I actually got a, a lot of sleep and feel wonderful what? today. <laughs> that is amazing. And you've been in sunny, beautiful weather, so that sounds like that would definitely change everything for you, right? Oh, yeah. It's been really nice. Actually, I mean didn't change everything so it's, it's been nice for a while not the weather particularly but been doing a lot of things so life's been good did you do some activities uh just been skating a lot riding my bike a lot so skating same old thing tell people what kind of skating you're doing oh yeah i, I skated a rink uh so quad roller skating and <laughs> yesterday i took the whole neighborhood so there were a bunch of us and we all had fun and took some kids and um, a lot of adults, and that was fun. And then I went home for two hours and went back to the skating rink uh, for adult night, and we did some adult skating, which was uh, super adult fun. There's just no way there. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, but right now during the pandemic, there hasn't been anybody there, so it's basically just me and uh, two friends of mine, and then maybe three other people were in the whole building. So basically, just kind of skate, um, do you know, you can practice things, do stuff. My my Achilles heel is a little bit funky Tender. right now so i mm. yeah so i haven't been skating too well but it was fun had a good day everything's been good well at least you got out there i think that's the main thing Absolutely. so when i was when i was growing up we actually had a roller skating rink called wheelies and it was Ooh, all name. the rage and everyone went there to roller skate for their birthdays and it was like that's where you had your birthday parties and all i remember and i don't know if this is an accurate memory but i'm pretty sure it is was that we were all there, and this guy was roller skating around. It's not funny. He was roller skating around, and he <laughs> fell, and something hit his eye, and he was severely injured, and then they closed wheelies down forever. Oh, man. I know, and I can't remember really the facts of what happened, but I remember it being very frightening. Maybe that's why I don't remember all of it, because I put it out of my memory. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty crazy. I wonder if it was uh, some kind of safety thing or if it's actually just a freak accident. I think it was a know, safety it- thing. Mm. Well, yeah, if anyone, like if anyone has any, business. if anyone has any information on that, if you could share that with us, that would be great. Uh, anyone who was uh, at Wheelies in Sault Ste. Marie um, for a birthday party, don't know what year it was. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> and just uh, call in, call in, email us, <laughs> let us know. Um, <laughs> Our listener mail. Totally random information. So today's episode is actually related to in a way, wheelies, because it's all about physical sport and the passion that is involved with engaging in physical activity. And I wanted to particularly talk about how good I feel when I'm engaging in physical exercise and how it's sort of like 
meditation. And uh, I don't know if you do any meditation, Josh, but I've been kind of getting a little bit more into meditation in the past few years and really trying to center myself and focus my thoughts because sometimes my thoughts can race quite a bit. And meditation really works well for me. And I've noticed there's a huge link between, (laughs) I've made an astute observation that there's a link between physical exercise and feeling calm. This just in, folks. (laughs) 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 This is totally totally new information. New New information, (laughs) yeah. Listen to the science, everyone. first, folks. Yeah. Jenna McGillivray pointing out very um, astute observations tonight on tonight's episode. But um, no, I'm just uh, actually highlighting a very um, common known fact so that you can think about it. But I I really wanted to talk about that. And uh, I wanted to hear some stories from you, Josh, about sometimes that you've felt particularly good in nature or in engaged in sports activities. I don't know what kind of sports you do. I know you roller skate, but have you ever played like soccer, baseball? You were on a baseball team, weren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was somebody else. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, I feel like a lot I of people done, were. So it was... Yeah, I haven't done any um, team activities or anything my whole life. Um, I Well, I'm a BMX rider, so I ride BMX and I was a... Um, tour manager for a BMX team, which is a sport mm-hmm. and it was a team sport, but, but it's pretty much an independent sport. Um, and that's really my only, um, foray, I guess, into sports. I have I never played on a team, never played basketball, football or any of that stuff or, or was interested in, it. I don't even watch it on TV. Well, I don't either. And I would have to say, though, that uh, I did grow up kind of doing all of those sports. I did grow up playing soccer and I have a distinct memory um, just purely based on what my mom regurgitated to me. But the memory was that I was playing soccer on a field and uh, my mom saw me um, come close to where the ball was hit to me and it was right fuck i'm just moment at my words um the ball was close to me getting it into the net and my mom came up and i was about like three or four keep in mind but she came up to me and she said oh my god jenna kick the ball kick the ball you can get it into the net you can make a goal and i sat down on the grass and picked a flower and said i don't feel like playing and that was very much kind of you know, my attitude back then when I was three or four. And I don't know if that's um, probably a terrible, embarrassing story to tell because it uh, proves that I'm very lazy, at least with team sports, because I was never a huge fan of them. And I I don't know if that's just because I maybe it's like some people are just more independent and they like to do things on their own. They get frustrated with their teammates. But I do remember not really liking to play with other kids at that particular age group so growing up I didn't really enjoy it um but team sports obviously teach you quite a bit about how to get along with other people and uh how to be competitive with other people <laughs> I'm just making and a lot of really many 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 years later that you start a podcast called wild loner <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because even at three, I was picking flowers by myself and not wanting to engage with others. No, um, but I would say that, yeah, I I definitely in my, I guess it wasn't really geared towards, like my parents didn't really 
um, promote independent activities because I guess it was like when we were growing up, it was all team sports, right? That's kind of what you did. Mm -hmm. Like it was like dancing. So I did take dance. I took um, soccer. Um, I think that was maybe the only things. Oh yeah. But I took like ballet, tap, jazz, all that stuff. And then I did soccer and uh, I also rode horses a little bit, but um, all of them I didn't really like because I wanted to just do something independently. And as an adult, I got into, oh yeah, and I skied, obviously. I skied when I was a kid. And that's a great kind of independent sport that you can do that's fun and you're going down the hill and you're kind of zoning out by yourself. But as an adult, I really um, more so came into the pure love form of certain kind of um, water sports specifically that made me feel really the best I've ever felt in my life. I've probably said that before, <laughs> but I really did <laughs> feel, yeah, with water sports particularly that I was um, just so mentally sound and the physical exertion it took to, you know, paddle out to surf, um, to surf a wave, to just sit out there in the ocean um, felt like nothing I had ever felt before. And I felt quite hooked with that. Um, in a different way than I did with any team sport that I've ever encountered in my life. And I don't know if you can contest to that in your own life. Oh yeah. And I, I think you know, riding a BMX bike is, is kind of the same. It gives you some freedom. You're alone and, and you're, you're, you're challenging yourself. You know, you're not really comparing yourself so much to others, but you're, you know, you're hoping to get better than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, paddling out there and then feeling the, soreness in your muscles and, and stuff, but then forcing yourself to, again, go out the next day or day after, because it's so much fun that it's worth every minute, you know, every bit of uh, energy that you put into it. And, okay, so is that the word you'd use to describe it as fun? Because I feel like when I think about those things, it's like, it is so, so fun, but it's also this kind of mental exercise for me that is this... I guess it's a passion feeling where I just want to succeed at that so badly and get better. And I start to feel like, okay, this is how I could do this. This is how I could get better. And it's all about that mental activity with just yourself and whatever you're working with. Say it's a surfboard or a BMX bike um, or a skateboard or anything that you're using independently and thinking about how you yourself can perform at your best on that surface yeah i mean i agree but i i think i personally um am i seek the fun mm -hmm. and when something you know what i mean I, so i wasn't can you describe that to me though i want and that and the challenge well i mean just the desire to do it again like i say the next day or day after day um bike riding for me is like freedom and um you know it's transportation too but it's it's fun but i but i didn't I never pushed myself to like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't do that and I have, I have to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did improve. I just didn't. I never you weren't thinking about that. Yeah. And it, like I said, it was, I wouldn't call it a passion in, in my, you know, particular instance uh, with anything like that. Like if uh, I never felt this super drive, you know, I, I ride a motorcycle too. And I didn't know that. Some people, yeah. And some people have to be on their motorcycle and they, have to have you know just they, they just need it and it's like they you know it's like a drug mm -hmm. and i love riding a motorcycle for fun but i have i do not have that passion that they have when it's okay. it a little cool i don't ride you know when i 
you know, it's funny. I do um, get so I that. Like that. I do get that because I, so I had, um, my ex, my long-term ex was a surfer and I often was maybe a little bit jealous of the extent of passion that he felt for surfing. Um, probably cause I always came second to it. Maybe that's why I felt jealous, but I also <laughs> felt like I wish I kind of had that, but I, but I just right. didn't like, it was like, I, I wouldn't be as stoked as he was to be like, Oh my God, I need to get into the waves. And I never felt like that. Like it was like, yes, I loved it. But I don't know if it, I felt like that at the time because I kind of resented it or because I, I don't know, I just didn't have that same sense of passion. Like, but say with like wake surfing, I felt like that, like I could have done it every day and I was so excited to do it. Um, well, I, I guess I still kind of feel like that, but it's obviously a little bit different because you have to pay for it or you have to get something with a boat and it's more of a rigmarole. But with surfing, it's like, I get that. You know, if you're near the surf and you just have a surfboard and you, you can run out and catch waves and you can do that by yourself. And um, yeah, I just, I guess I never felt like that pure, pure drive, like I, that I would push everything else aside to do that. And I get what you're saying about the motorcycle thing. Like you love it, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't come before anything else. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it's interesting like that because I do see people that are, have, same hobbies as me and and much more drive and passion. And I don't think that I enjoy it any less. I yeah. Just think that's interesting. That, um, yeah. I just think that I, I, maybe I have a lot of different hobbies, you know? So it's like, well, if, you know, if it's not opportune time to, to ride the motorcycle or bike or whatever it is, I'm doing something else. It's not like I'm not doing anything. And, and they're, you know, some of them may be like that too, but I do know some people that, you know, bike, bike riders, motorcycle riders, or, you know, surfers, anything. I have seen people that just, it just seem to have a pure addiction um, to it and, and, or just a love and a drive for it that I like, you know, I'm envious of, like you said, you know, he's jealous of it a little bit. You, it, I wonder what could motivate me like that to want to do something that much. <laughs> well, and I, and I don't like, I, I can only speak for myself where I wonder what the difference is between people who do have that, cr not crazy. I'm not going to use that term, but it, that do have that intense, intense drive to do that one thing repeatedly and to seek it out at all costs. And I, I think for myself, I would say that it's because I have so many different interests that not one trumps the other. So, you know, I like downhill skiing. I like surfing. I like playing in the guitar. I like stand-up comedy. I like movies. I like going out to eat. I like traveling. So all of those things are almost equally important to me. And it would be hard for me just to focus on the one, but I guess that's what separates somebody who would be say an Olympic athlete or a sponsored athlete or somebody who really, really excels at it. Like I wouldn't say that I excel um, in my performance at any of those things to the point where I'd ever be, you know, recognized for that or um, have any awards or accolades for any of my right. sport right. involvement but it's it's giving me what I need, and I wonder what the difference is between, say, an Olympic athlete and somebody who just has a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm curious about that myself, and I agree with you 100 percent because I I have that feeling a lot. Like, what 
what is that in somebody that really, you know, ignites that passion where they're just like gung ho, you know, in, in that manner. Well, and maybe it's also an insane talent. Like it's a, it's an extreme talent. And then it's also, I think maybe, I mean, from what I've seen and I can only again, speak to my perception of things and not based on experience, but from what I've seen of, um, pure, um, athletes actual athletes is that they also have a lot of drive from outside sources so say their families when they were growing up and they started really young and their parents really promoted that one sport and pushed it or they they obviously have a natural inclination towards that sport and they excelled at that one sport particularly um, I remember watching an interview with a golfer and he was talking about it and it was just he just had a pure, pure love for golf from a very early age. And he wasn't really around that environment. And it was just a draw. And I just, I find that quite fascinating too, because it's just obviously a natural pull to that. And then it's obviously he succeeded quite a bit. So <laughs> I'm really, yeah, I mean, really good at explaining this right now. <laughs> right. No, but it's, it's interesting because, yeah, you you're, then you run into the different factions. Like you have the person that is um, very talented, naturally talented, or a, a seemingly naturally talented at a certain sport. And of course, they're going to want to, that's going to be their passion because they are so good at it. And then they, they get like a lot of, um, you know, excitement from that and people telling them how good they are. And then they just, you know, it's a, that's a snowball, but what about mm-hmm. I'm more, more curious about the people that have the passion mm-hmm. and not exactly the skill. Um, so the people yeah, that have that kind of drive for something, but the, but the skill doesn't equate to them, like let's say uh, financially succeeding or um, even, you know, just getting that kind of recognition, but they never lose a passion. Cause I knew, I know people like that too, that are, that are, Driven, not getting paid for it, but still getting, yeah, still have that drive. And yeah, well, I would, I would say I've noticed, I have noticed that a lot with surfers. And, um, I don't know, I think, but there's a whole community too, right? And I think that's another facet that's there is the community aspect of those individualized sports. And so when you're doing something like surfing or skateboarding, or downhill skiing, there's all the components that go with that, that are the social aspects and that connect you as a community. Like think about the surfing community and how huge that is and how they stand together and they, they can look at each other and go, like, it's like this Australian thing where they're like, you, and it just means like, we're fucking stoked to be surfing, bro. (laughs) And like, it's just that mutual kind of understanding and that community and that sense where you don't really have to communicate with each other. You just both know that you have this love for what you're doing and it feels amazing. And I guess that's, I don't know, that seems to make sense to me that it's, uh, it's a, the community link and obviously also, so there's like different aspects of it that are giving you that pleasure drive. And I think it's obviously the sport doing well at it. Um, you know, what you feel when you're, when you're doing that activity or sport and then that community that's surrounding the sport. And I think different sports have, or different (laughs) leisure activities have a a different sense of community for each one. I mean, you think about your roller skating and everyone, there's a community there, right? You have a sense of community when you're doing that. Absolutely. You say that there was only a couple of people that went, but it, it, there's something that draws you there. And it's not, if you were going to a roller rink and just doing it by yourself, 
you might not have the same drive. I don't know. Would you yeah, say actually, that that's it might a be facet? More fun. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be? Well, no, I do. I do love the community of of skaters, and I actually go to a rink that um, that I really love. But a lot of my friends aren't aren't so fond of it. It's mm-hmm. not their favorite place to go. They want to try different things, go to different rinks. But I go to a particular one just because the people that go there that I've met, mm-hmm. you know, and I've only been doing this through the pandemic, so about a year. Yeah. And um, so that's been a lot of fun. But I I know the people that are going to be there on Sunday. And but I do, but also. So I do have a little bit of drive because I'd love to be there by myself just to um, practice a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, practice a bunch of moves or whatever you want to call them, but uh, tricks when there was nobody there would be really cool. I get Um, that. You know what I mean? So sometimes, sometimes, yeah, but like you wouldn't want to do that weekly. You know, you wouldn't want to do that every, every time you skate, you wouldn't ever just want to skate by yourself every single time. No. So so there is that sense of community, community, I think, but I would Mm -hmm. also say there's, um, Having, you know, sampled different sports or activities um, and <laughs> having different water <laughs> and well, having different feelings with each of them and say, like, you know, I dabbled in hiking when we were in the Pacific Northwest. And that was something that um, I hadn't really gotten so much into. But there was a one, a sense of community in the Pacific Northwest about hiking. And two, it was like this the first time i did it what was that did we talk about this already that one um mountain that was in the pacific northwest that me and brendan hiked me brandon i think we did talk and, about it uh, and we also decided we can remember the name, the name of it we we're, we we're going to google yes. it last time but i i wanted to say about that was that when i did that hike i remember like hating it and it took like five or six hours and there was like a million switchbacks and it was like Ugh. and i but i actually i think it was like I'm trying to pinpoint the feeling that I had um, when I was finished it because I obviously like really hated it doing it. I felt hot. I felt so tired. My legs hurt. But then it was when I was done, it was the sense of accomplishment and just like, yeah, I did that. I, I, I defeated that feeling of discomfort. And so I think that's where the mental side of things comes into play for me and that kind of meditation thought process is that it's like taking something that feels uncomfortable or that's you know a little bit of a challenge and then showing yourself that you can succeed at that and so taking that as a metaphor or an analogy to um what's the definition of metaphor and what's the definition of analogy but um taking to look up those two (laughs) the audience is going to be learning right along with us (laughs) (laughs) I use words today, but anyway, um, just about, um, creating that, um, uh, comparison between, uh, real life and that activity that you're doing. And, you know, it's the same kind of mental, mental strain or mental, um, meditation that you go through when you're going through a challenging circumstance, maybe mentally, financially, emotionally, that you would go through physically. And I, so I, that's why I think I really enjoy those physical activities because it makes me feel like I've succeeded at accomplishing something that's a struggle. And it teaches you how to do that, I think, from that mental side of things as well. So I have to ask you then, after this uh, this hike, that you defeated, um, mm-hmm. did you have the desire the next day or the day after to do something just like that again or sim- very similar? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I kept like doing it the whole time I was everything? there. Yeah, I did. I actually did that same hike again. And um, 
but I would say that I didn't, I don't, or I didn't, or I don't, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I don't have that passion that we were talking about or that intensity to say, like, move to the Pacific Northwest and yeah, is, so you're um, not moving tomorrow, purely right? hike all the time. No, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, I love it. But that's, again, comes back to the fact that I love so many different things. So it's, I could, I couldn't see myself doing one. So I don't know if that's, again, the, the thing that pushes you if you really just felt so strongly towards one thing. I mean, that could be the same as like getting married. You felt so strongly towards that one person that you're willing to do sure. that. And maybe that's just not uh, at my core. I don't know. Um, to, just pick one thing. That's why I'm a little bit of a wanderer and why I haven't been situated in one place because I am a little bit of a wandering spirit, right? So I don't know. Um, But obviously I think that I'm capable of having... (laughs) I'm digressing, (laughs) but I think, yeah, I'm capable of having um, a solid interest in something for an extended amount of time. I mean, like there's been things in my life that I have been consistent that I will always love. Like I will always, always love water activities. There's never going to be a time that I would give up um, being able to be close to the water. And yeah, that would be something that's very, very important to me. And I would say I have a passion for it. So I don't know. Well, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, do, I do, but I'm going to ask you this because mm-hmm. the, this, this last bit of time you know, I know you've been back home. Oh yeah, yeah. And you weren't doing the same kind of water sports that you're talking about being passionate about, if I'm correct, right? Right, but so in like where I'm from, there there are lakes, so that would be a summer activity. But then in the winter, I was doing other things, like I went ice fishing, I went snowmobiling, I go out to camp and do things like that. But that does not remotely give me the same amount of pleasure as you know, something on the water, for example. Um, or, yeah, I guess it would be something on the water or, like, camping or, like, camping is something that I feel really passionate towards, too. Um, or road trips, like, traveling. All of those things are things that I give me way, way, way more pleasure than any kind of winter activity. Winter activities are something I do out of necessity to get outside, but I don't really enjoy them at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just sounds funny because it's uh, because we both seem to have that same thing going on. So we both have plenty of hobbies, keep keep busy, mm-hmm. but but like you haven't uh, moved to some particular place. Like you, you didn't go buy a boat and then start training to do water sports because you have to be on the water. You you are able to no. do this winter stuff and all that stuff. I mean, so you you haven't found a, a passion that so drives you that you stopped everything to do it. And, I, and I'm the same. And I wonder if we just haven't found that yet. And like, maybe we will, as some, if we ever find this passion, will we drop everything for this one thing and then go hard at it? Or are we, or, or is it, or is it a different kind of person? You know what I mean? Is it a person that is just like, yeah, well, that is interesting. Some people just do many things mediocrely. And yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, and never... well, that's what I feel like. I'm like, I don't, I don't particularly excel at one thing. Like they're not like, well, that Jenna, sure. she, you know, can really play tennis. Like nobody would say mm-hmm. one particular thing. But I mean, I don't know if anyone would say anything about what I'm involved in activity wise, or they'd say I'm. I think if somebody was to describe it, they would say that Jenna really likes to travel, and um, mm-hmm. that's definitely true. 
Um, but I would say, yeah, I have multiple interests and multiple activities and I'm kind of game for everything. And I don't know, I'm pretty satisfied with that. So that, isn't that okay? I don't know. I don't have to do one thing and I'm probably not going to change anytime soon where I'm purely focused on one sport or activity. I'm, I think I'm just going to be content with doing multiple things that give me pleasure and that made ebb and flow as time goes on of what gives me pleasure and I know my dad was a little bit like that too I remember him talking like it, this really resonated with me when I was a child he said um, he grew up in a really poverty stricken family and he was probably headed to you know not a great lifestyle and he found um, gymnastics and uh, diving and those were two things that he felt a true passion towards and it just gave him a sense of purpose and a sense of direction and also that sense of community and as he got older those things changed he played hockey and then in his older years he was a golfer but the, the I think the central um, drive or the central passion or love for something is that mental um, stimulation that you get from anything that's a physical exercise that you are, you know, succeeding at or you're, you feel a certain love towards. And those are things that drive me. And I know they drive a lot of people, right? Yeah. I, you know, I'm curious um, because your dad um, was, you know, obviously born in a different generation than we were. And the, you know, following generations of the youngsters right now um, that are preoccupied a little bit with technology. Mm -hmm. I wonder how, I wonder how that's going to play a part in, in all of this, you know, because you don't, you, you think that maybe there's never going to be particularly another Michelangelo, um, you know, spending that kind of time right. to paint those Honing things. Honing a specific when, talent. Yeah. When maybe every five seconds or so, somebody from another country just gives you a text saying hello, or you're checking out a TikTok yeah. or something like that. You that's know what I mean? That's such and, a good point. Yeah. And so we, we, have lived in a generation. I think, I think we're really blessed. I think it's really, I love how old I am and I'll just say it on here. Cause I'm 46 years old. And um, I didn't know, you know that Josh. Yeah. Half of my life I spent without internet, you know, there, I didn't really have internet even when I graduated. Mm -hmm. um, so when I would go visit friends, even as I had a car and I, you know, I went to the air force right after high school and um, did some things, you know, if we went to go visit people, we, you had to go to that town, maybe call the person's parents or go to a yeah, place yeah. that they said that they hung out at and ask around or, you know, doing the BMX thing and riding around and stuff like we knew which spots people would ride at and we'd go there and ask for people and you track them down and, it, you know, you don't, you don't have any of that anymore. So you, you get more efficient and you, so your time is better utilized. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't take you five hours to find your friend or two days to find your friend. You do it in two seconds. Mm -hmm. So you save that time, but also you're so stimulated. What would what would cause you to put your phone down for a whole day and just focus all of your energy on one thing as a as a person today that's grown up with this type of technology? Yeah, I get that, and I and that is a fear. And I would say there the times. I mean. It, even not growing up with it, I think we still um, become addicted to it. I, I mean, like I can speak for older people too. Like I've seen my parents become addicted to their phones and things like that, right? We all do it to an extent. It's a release. Mm -hmm. It's a um, mind number. But I would say that there the times that I don't look at my phone 
are when I I really shut off and I'm in good company and I'm usually involved in some kind of physical activity that's giving me that joy. And I don't even think about my phone. I don't want to go online. I'm just not, I don't respond to text messages. I mean, you'll notice that I did that this weekend. I didn't really respond and because I was busy and I was enjoying my time. And um, that's typically how I like to spend my days is uh, not really being on my phone and doing something outside. And that's obviously changed quite a bit for me again, being in Florida and being in that warmer weather where I'm more inclined to go outside. And you would have heard a lot more from me, even though I was in a depressive state when I was in Canada because I wasn't (laughs) going outside and enjoying that time. So yeah, I think, um, is it scary to think about how kids might develop as a result of that? Especially now, I know a lot of, um, again, I can speak for my friends, kids, they're involved in a lot of um, sports and group activities and things like that, but they haven't been doing that as a result of COVID. And then how does that factor into their socialization and connectivity with other people when it's, um, you know, going on over a year now of not having that? So that is yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You add, yeah, add a pandemic into the into oh, the right. mix, and you're really you're really stirring the pot, you know, which is which is already a struggle. Uh, we were right. just talking about that with some friends earlier today, and mm-hmm. talking about the um, you know, you you're really before COVID, you're. I think I saw all my friends that are parents. Or like, I have a good neighborhood of friends that are parents around here, and everybody's like limited screen time you only have 45 minutes of screen time a day you know and limited you yeah know, always try to get your kids not to be on screen time and it's like wow then it just flipped with it you know with the with the pandemic switched almost instantly the kids were told okay now this is your school yeah the screen is exactly your and um this is your life right now and even live zoom calls or this or that or like mm-hmm. to, you know, giving them a lesson and then and then tell them like you have a certain duration. They're still looking at the screen all the time. And then in between looking at that school iPad and this and that, what I've noticed is that all they do is just look at the other screen, like the other iPad or the other phone. Right. You know, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, whatever, catch up with their friends and then go back to this other screen. Um, so you're now, you know, at 10 hours of screen time a day. It is really fascinating to think about all of that. And I do, I just... I would encourage everyone to um, be able to do all the little things that make them feel those stoked, happy vibes. Um, actually, I don't give a shit what you do. Do whatever makes you happy. That's what makes me happy. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I definitely I do. Definitely, you want. I'm not going to be a preachy asshole. <laughs> whoever, whoever does listen to this and, and actually uh, responds to us about things and stuff like that, it'd be cool if we throw something out there. I, I, I'd like to hear from other people and it, because they, we have a very similar uh, passion scope, it seems yeah, like. Yeah. And I would love to hear from somebody that's just like either really good at something or at least wasted yeah, a lot please. of time doing something. I would something, love that. You know, because that, that would be interesting to hear their take on it. And maybe we'll bring them on, you know. Yeah, and, that'd be awesome. And talk to them because because that's something that, like I said, you you speak from your experience. I speak from mine. Our experiences in that's this That's all we can realm. do, Josh. <laughs> I know. this is, and, and ours are like a little bit too similar to give the flip the side of this, perspective. this coin. But yeah, I would, I would, I got a, I would I got love a friend that's, um, I got a friend that's like a very, very, very good bike rider, like probably one of the best bike riders of all time. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's his and name? That's all he does Her still. Name. What's that? It's Trevor Meyer. And he's mm-hmm. a, um, he's a flatland BMX rider. And, and, but as long as I've known who he was and then known him personally, 
he is dedicating himself to just riding his bike. I don't even know if he does anything else. Well, and then how good do you get as a result, right? If if we all spent our, yes. all of our time and all of our, we put all of our love and energy into one thing. I sounded like a complete hippie then. If we put all of our <laughs> love into one thing, we could make a whole batch of love cookies. <laughs> yeah, well, and and I know he has an exceptional talent on top of the dedication. So there's yeah. some, some something happened there where there's a, the perfect mix of um, the, the talent so you can, and the pretty passion. You're going to win like everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and maybe like what came first, the passion or the talent? Um, maybe right. because you had the talent, that's why you're so passionate because you're like I could actually really do something with this or did you hone it and yeah that's interesting to think about but um you know I obviously never really had that with one specific thing and I'm not complaining because I'm pretty stoked that I've gotten to enjoy so many different activities that I love and I got on a skateboard yesterday and uh was like oh this is really fun and I used to do this and I should do it a little bit more and um I'm happy that I have the ability to um, dip into different little activities and get pleasure out of it because the more pleasure we get, the happier we are, right? And and, and we also might note, you know, like we we might throughout the course of this podcast, uh, you may discover this passion, and then we can talk about that. Be like, who knows? You might be the next Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna bust out and be. <laughs> Her alarm just went off because she needed to go skate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I hopped on a skateboard yesterday, and now I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be the next Tony Hawk. That's how it works. <laughs> no, you have to start from like age one now to be to excel at things like that. But um, again, I don't really care about that. Like, that's not maybe that's the difference is that I don't I don't care about that. I care about just feeling happy when I feel happy and uh, keep on doing the things that make me happy, whatever that may be. Said, Hopefully we'll hear from some people and have some examples. I'll talk to my friend Trev, see if he wants to uh, get okay, on cool. and do a that podcast with us too. That'd be fun. Okay. Uh, awesome. Well, I'm down for that. And uh, I really appreciate this conversation as usual. Thank you for listening, everyone. Sorry, my voice has been very monotone. I'm super stoked. I'm just uh, a little bit tired from all my passionate <laughs> sport involvement over the weekend and yeah, my um, my introduction. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't respond. <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> Damn it. Um, okay. Well, thanks, Josh. And uh, talk to you next week. All right, Jenna. Have a good one. Enjoy your day. You too. You too. <laughs> okay. Bye, listeners. Bye.